Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we've got a really fun guest with us, a big hero and favorite of Suzanne and mine. Yes, Kara Mann is with us. For those of you that don't know who she is, look her up on her website, Instagram. What's your handle really fast? Um, let's see. It's Kara Mann Design and then Kept Home. Okay. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about both your lines. You're a product designer. You're an interior designer. Um, you established your design firm in 2005 in Chicago yeah. and extended to New York in 2011. You've been featured on Goop, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Arc Digest, El Decor, Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, and so many others. A C- couple of like just your titles that I loved. I love that you were a self-prescribed punk rock classicist. <laughs> I love that. She's so cool. I don't guys. know where that came from, but okay, I'll take it. Go I like for it. it. And if you, cool. when you look her up, you'll be like, yeah, she is. I, I want to hang out with her on the weekends. Um, and yes. also the Wall Street Journal called her the spark plug in the world of design, which, mm. which we need that. I think, I think every industry needs their spark plug and someone that's going to rattle it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's what you're here to do. So we're so excited that you're here and yeah, we just, we'll get into it and start talking about awesome. all the things and like how you started. Yes. Cool. Can we get into that? Will you tell the people a little bit about how you started? Yeah. Well, I always tease that it was a very, very windy road to get where I have been, where I, where I am today. So I, um, I studied fine arts at um, Tulane in undergraduate and I kind of graduated and I was like, wait, I'm not going to be an artist. Like I didn't have that kind of talent. And so um, I kind of scrambled and I was like, like, what do I want to do? And um, a friend of my dad's uh, was in the advertising world. And so he's like, hey, why don't you work as a stylist? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And so literally ended up like cold calling a bunch of photographers and like finding any job I could go on and assist people. And so I, I was in that whole world of styling and doing, um, you know, like photo shoots and film and all that kind of stuff. And um, and I got a little deeper into that and started to do um, more interiors through styling for interiors um, for magazines. And I realized that that was really my true passion. So I ended up going back to school. Um, I was in school at night. I was working like 700 jobs a day, like just like a maniac. Um, and and then got out of school and jumped into a partnership, which was amazing um, with someone that um, it was older than I and kind of needed some help. And we, we partnered for about four years um, and then just went out on my own. I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur um, and started my firm in 2005. And yeah, I think it's been, it's been awesome mayhem. <laughs> like I've never had a plan. I'm just like, okay, what are we doing next? So, um, yeah, it kind of keeps, keeps it fresh and keeps it fun. I love, I love the description of awesome mayhem because as interior designers ourselves, we know exactly what that feels like inside our body. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right. Try to be all buttoned up and prim and proper and act like you know what's going on but at any given time when there's a mosh pit happening inside you (laughs) literally you're just like oh my i was just on a job site and we were talking about that like um 
uh, I was with an architect and he was mentioning like, like when he doesn't sleep and I was like, Oh my God, it's like that night before the install, every designer's at home, just like in bed, like wide eyed, like, Oh my God, I hope everything fits in the house. Yes. Like, I hope it makes it in the door or whatever, you know? So it's always, always a little bit of a nail biter. And don't you find like <laughs> install is just like, it's not the right word. It sounds so calm and proper and has these, these tall, straight letters in it. And it feels like it's all together. And what it really is, is we're moving people into their house that we just Literally. helped create. And we know 10% of it's going to be a claim, which means it's broken. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. It's not right. And then we have to come up with a beautiful poised answer for, don't worry, this happens all the time. We're going to get you a new one. It's only yeah. going to take nine months today to get a new one. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Or like you plan, like you've planned, planned, planned. You've worked with them for a while. You know, you wait this long period of time for everything to come in and then something doesn't quite look right. And you're like, okay, uh, now I got to do some zhuzhing. And you're like, okay, now I have to explain to the client why that didn't really work. And I moved that over here. And like, <laughs> I always explain, I, I've learned through the years to just say like, things might change a little bit at the install so that people aren't like, why is my chair over there? You know? And you're like, mm, cause it didn't quite look, it looked in my head or whatever. You know? Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. It's freestyling. That's what we should call yeah. it. it is it's not an install. We're freestyling. We're freestyling. Yes, I like that. Definitely. I like that. Oh, so your favorite palette is black and white. They tell us. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've evolved a little bit. Um, just some neutrals. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I do <laughs> tend players. to, um, I like a soft black and a warm white. Like I think when you say black and white, yeah. it can feel so mm -hmm. contrasty and harsh. And I don't think any of my interiors are that really like, I like muddy colors and I like muddiness to, to my palette. So with my blacks, I always like to mix a little bit of Brown, um, yeah. And my whites are always like very warm, I would say. So, yeah. But so yeah, it's more organic. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, tougher, it's warmer, it's more approachable. Like you want to sink into it, you know? Mm, I love yeah. that. So good. I think that's, what's so fun about your line kept. Um, as we were like looking through it, we're like, of course, uh, well, you should tell the people what kept is before I give it away. Tell them oh, yes. and tell us when you came up with this. Well, kept um, I've been thinking about kept for so long. I mean, honestly, for a long, and actually it came, it kind of came from installations, right? So you're like, you work on these projects with clients forever, you do the big install, and then you come back like a couple of weeks later and there's like a ton of, you know, bags from container store. And then you open up the pantry and it's like a purple mop and an orange bucket. And you're like, wait, what? Like, how did that happen? Um, we've spent like years orchestrating little, every single move in your house. So like to me, everything is designed. So why shouldn't, you know, the sort of utilitarian products in your home be well-designed and be beautiful. And it really stemmed from the home that I grew up in and my mom and the way she sort of kept our home. Um, and I'm partners with my brother on it. So he came from a background of um, like uh, product development and design, but for more like places like Target and Bed Bath and Beyond and sort of that realm. And then I was kind of coming from the design world and like the luxury end. And we were like, we've got to figure out a way to put these two things together. So we started a couple years ago. It's been about two years. Um, and it's been so interesting. Like it's, 
fascinating, the whole manufacturing end of things, um, finding those right products that feel really good and authentic and something that like I always tease, like we had the same dustpan my entire life growing up at my mom, at my parents' house. Like we just, it was the same dustpan we had all the time. I feel like now people just throw everything away. So the whole point was like sort of buy once, buy well, um, live with it, take care of it, take care of your things, like take care of your tools basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's sort of how it started. Family, family business. So beautiful. <laughs> so it's that. a, yeah. It's a line of cleaning supplies that are the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen. You probably wouldn't mind if they're out, not even hidden in a closet. And I think you feel really beautiful and proud using that feather duster. I want that now. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I walked in, I was having dinner with a friend of mine and it was, um, I think it was her birthday. And I was like, oh, I'm going to bring her a feather duster. And I just put a big bow around it. And I walked into the restaurant and handed it to her. And I was like, that is the best present. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of elegant, but cool and kind of funny. So yeah. And then our, our beautiful broom, our handmade broom, which I swear I sweep more than I ever have since I got that broom. (laughs) I know it makes chores so much more fun. Yeah, It does. And not an eyesore when a friend comes in. And I agree. Out. I mean, that was kind of it. Like you can leave it out. It should be beautiful. And um, yeah, I hope people are loving it the way we are. Well, it's stunning. So pretty. The black and white and natural palette goes with everybody's That's decor so and it's beautiful and you'll want to keep it forever. You can have aprons yeah. and just and all manner of goodies. Yeah. Yeah. It's good Very stuff. Cool. We're hopefully adding, uh, we're launching a few things in the next couple of weeks and um, adding to the collection soon. Ah, so exciting. And you also have, you launched a collection of leathers in 2011 with Morin Giles. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yes. With Morin Giles. Um, yeah, that was fun. If I'm remembering correctly, I think I named them after like my past boyfriends or something like that. Like I made a like joke about all the names and like, um, but it was fun. Like it's a great company. Um, I was, super into leather at the time. I thought they were doing really, really, really edgy, edgy things with leather. Um, so it was, a, that was my very first ever like collab. So that was fun. That's cool. What a feather in your cap too, because they really do make the best leathers. Yeah. 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 I think Suzanne and I are most familiar with um, Kara through her lines with Baker and McGuire. Uh, it's a most extraordinary line, really, truly the best mm-hmm. line of furniture in all of market uh, at, at High Point Market. And we go there every year. Caraman's collection is extraordinary. And you're like, where is she? Who is she? I want to meet her. This is amazing. <laughs> like you really, it's just so original. The way it's constructed is the very best that you can construct something. And um, you just really do an extraordinary job. Are you still doing interiors or are you just designing product right now? Oh no, we're going, uh, we're definitely still doing interiors. We're going gangbusters. Um, I have an office. We're now, um, in Chicago, our home base is in Chicago. I've got no other offices anywhere. Um, I'm born and raised in Evanston, which is a suburb, um, just North of Chicago. So I'm kind of back home. Um, we have about 30 people in the office. So we are doing, projects throughout the country. Um, we do, uh, you know, residential work, we're doing also commercial work. Um, and then also the product design, which has been really fun. That's so cool. Oh, speaking of, um, commercial work, did you do hotels too? Did we read that? Yes. So we, um, I feel like that's like 
or maybe it was just me, but like, I it was like always a dream. I was like, I want to, I want to design hotels, you know, it was like yeah, something totally. that I had to do, you know? So, um, so really when I opened my New York office, um, in 2011, I had been awarded the Chelsea hotel project, um, which was huge. And it was kind of my, it was a, an amazing project. Um, just like the essence of New York city and just its history that it was such a storied hotel. Um, we worked on the project for about five years under two different development companies. Like we ended up not being able to see that project through, um, like the develop the second development team kind of fell apart. So never got to see that come together, but it, it definitely like, um, brought other projects in the door, um, and kind of kept that going with the hospitality world. We've worked with Rosewood, um, Kimpton, um, we're working on a, a Kimpton hotel right now. And I think in Denver, um, that is our latest with them. So it's been fun. It's a whole different world, you know, like it's mm-hmm. just, it's like the polar opposite of, <laughs> of residential in a way. Um, but fun nonetheless. Ah, oh, that's so amazing. Which do you prefer? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do of all the things that you do? Yeah. Um, that is a good question. I have a little bit of ADD. Like I like to do a lot of things, a lot of different things. Like what I'm most proud of is that I feel like when I was doing residential and started doing hospitality and commercial work, I was able to sort of bring that hospitality vibe or bring that residential vibe to hospitality and commercial. And like, I feel like they're always sort of looking at looking for that. And then what we learned by doing those bigger projects was really how to manage a, you know, the, a budget a schedule, like, cause you're working in these huge teams. So we were able to combine that with our residential work, which has made us really efficient in what we do. And I, I like really pride myself and the firm on, on, you know, being able to run a good project to me, like, like that's the best, you know, like the design is amazing, but also running a really good project and having a really happy client, um, feels great. I love the product design. Like it's just so fun. It's like, it's probably the freshest thing for me. Um, but I will say I've come back, like I kind of came back around, like I got deep into the commercial work and then I was like, not maybe as focused myself on residential, but I'm like, I'm back at residential and it feels so good. Like, it's just like we're doing so many beautiful resi projects and the budgets are great and the materials are great and um, the clients are great. That's probably my favorite thing is really like, I would say so many of our clients end up being friends, you know, or people that we really care about because you're in their home for a very long time. You get to know them and know their family. And um, that's been such a, a cool thing about what we do. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, 
I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self-care, your sleep health. If you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we interviewed Ray Booth a while back and he said it best. I think he said, it's like one of the most intimate things that you can do with a person oh, is design yeah, a house for them. And of course you're going to become super close with them because you know everything about the way that they live and function and oh, how yeah. they sleep yeah, and like, like, why they covers. don't sleep or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you're their, it's like you're their hairdresser, you know, like, no, literally you yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. And you so, see like their kids grow up and like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a huge privilege, crazy. I think, yeah. to get to know somebody that way. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who you decide to take on and take on that project, I, I'm sure they're thrilled to get to work with you and to see your uh, vision come to life in their home. And um, it's just a really cool thing. I think the life of a designer. It yeah. is. It's very cool. It's a, it's a, it's a big responsibility too, right? Because like, yeah, it's like someone's like home is so important to me and my soul. And I'm sure you guys, and just, um, so like having that responsibility to, to do that for someone that may, that might not have that in them and like yeah. create that sort of life, I think is, is so cool. <laughs> it's like, it's an honor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So for the people listening that are all design enthusiasts, um, I think people always want to know, where do you draw inspiration from? Like, how do we get started? What do, how mm -hmm. do you and your team get, get the party started. So for yeah. some of these people that may not use interior designers, but want to hear from the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think when I start a project, like architecture is very important to me. We do interior architecture as well as design. We don't do it always on every project, but um, really understanding that the architecture that you're working with or the the architecture that you're designing and like how that plays into things. So I, I don't just look at designers or, you know, interiors for references. I look at um, archi architects, um, landscape designers, you know, all that kind of stuff that creates the whole package, I think is really important. I've always been... Um, really driven by fashion. I love fashion. Um, it moves faster, um, than interiors. I like, I almost look at fashion to see where they're shooting. I'm like, okay, what's in the backdrop? Like what house is this that they're shooting in? Or, um, you know, to kind of get inspiration. I think that that's a cool way to do things. I'm trying to think, you know, really knowing the like location of the project that you're working on, like what that is and what that means and what the light's going to be like really getting into the, like what that, the natural palette might be. Um, I think that's really important to get inspiration from. Um, but I would say the biggest thing that, that I look to is probably fashion or inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite designer? 
Um, let's see. I love uh, Eddie Salon. I love um, everything that's going on at Celine, like, you know, from Phoebe Philo to today. Um, uh, who else do I love? Um, Balenciaga. The Gucci stuff, I, I like. It's a little theatrical for me, but I do like it. Um, especially lately. <laughs> especially lately. I'm like, ooh, I'm not that cool. Like, <laughs> I definitely lost that edge a little bit. But, yeah, um, but like it's pastel beautiful. brights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but I think it's a fun reference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's great. And we think that too. I mean, when people sometimes get stumped, we're like, Talk to us about what's in your closet, you know, show us your favorite shoes. Tell us why. Yeah. Yeah. Like we want to yeah. feel the leather. We want to see that bag or I don't know. There's some things that think... people don't have a design vernacular oftentimes uh-huh. when they're working with the designer. Mm-hmm. So they don't know exactly how to describe in a way that yeah. will understand it. So sometimes visuals will really help them or we continue to see what they're showing up and what they're wearing, what choice, what other choices they're making to help inform the palette. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I would say like, we got to design to something like a color that you look good in, you yes, know, like you want to feel really good yeah. in your interior. Yeah. And I always ask about like hotels that people might've stayed at, like what hotel did you like and how did it feel? And like, um, uh, yeah, we, we have a client right now that, um, one of his, he said one of his happy places was, um, the Crosby hotel in New York. And I would have never in a million years have guessed that for him. And I was like, wait, what? And it just totally set the tone in a different way. And like, so it's, it's an easy reference to pull when people don't have that vocabulary, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. It's like trying to put together a puzzle and some of those, some of those clues you're like, wait, yeah, we got a whole new, um, I don't know, just like you opened a hatch and you got a whole new path to go down. Pandora's box. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Definitely. Um, okay. Give us a brief description of what your home office looks like. Um, I don't have one. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I, you shouldn't bring work I home. But I don't like, it is literally just like my computer on my dining table right now is basically what it is. I think I, I have to admit, um, I've always been an office girl. So I like when, when COVID hit, I was like, uh, and I can walk to work. So I was like, oh, I'm going to max mask up and I'm just going to go to work. And no one was in the office. So it was like amazing. So I didn't really have to do the home office thing too much. Um, cause I like end up dilly dallying. I'm like, well, maybe I'll go try this on or like, I'm going to go bake cookies or whatever. So like, I'm just better off in an office environment. So really my home office is either in my bed with my laptop or, or the office. Yeah. How lovely <laughs> that you can walk to work. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What a luxury yeah. that is. I've kind of always set my life up that way. I think it's, uh, it works for me. Yeah. yeah. You're a city girl. So yeah. Probably has always yeah. been pretty easy. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about travel. Where do you like to travel for inspiration? Europe for sure. Um, I have never been to Portugal. I want to go to Portugal. I've kind of gotten this new love for it. Um, I need to see it with my own eyes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Europe mostly for me and I think I like to dig in. I like to get to the offbeat neighborhoods, no matter where I am, even if it's in like a U.S. city that I don't know well, like I want to know what's the latest up and coming neighborhood and, um, either stay there or move around, you know, if I'm staying in, in a specific city 
to get to know a city a little bit better. I'm definitely, like you said, I'm an urban girl. So I tend to go to cities um, more so than uh, rural environments. But um, I kind of split, like I'm, I do love, I love everything French, but I also love everything Italian. So I guess I would be torn between those two. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Favorite coffee table book right now. Oh, wow. You know what? I don't know that I have one right now, which is a really bad answer, but, um, do you have a book speaking of books? I don't, but I've got one brewing in my mind. I feel like you so should maybe. Have yeah. <laughs> your, your voice would be really fun to read. I think so too. So, and I want to see the visual that Me matches too. your voice. So get on that, would you? Okay. All right, girls. All right. I'm putting it on my to-do list. Yeah. And make it big. I love a okay. really big book. Yeah. yeah. Even the yeah. styling on your, the kept website of just like the inked arms, like with a feather duster. I'm like, man, she's cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah. yeah. Thankfully our, our photographer that day um, was pretty cool and had some sweet tats. So I was like that killer. Like we Uh have to, like you have to have the feather duster in your hand. (laughs) Uh, Do you have a favorite book though? Not even if it's new that you find yourself just like, I got to open that thing up. I feel like I have not opened a book in so long. I feel like I do everything digitally now. Like it's like, what book did I like? What books do I love? Um, Walter, what I was thinking about Walda Perone. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, but her book um, of, of her house is just so beautiful. And it is more of a country setting, but like the textures I always like reference in my head. Joseph Durand, I, I love his stuff. Here's another one zagging right. in a whole different direction. Yeah. What scent are you crushing over right now? Um, anything by Rado. Um, I'm obsessed with that company. I'm obsessed with their branding. Um, I love Mojave goat. Is it Mojave ghost? I think it's called. Uh It's just so sumptuous and beautiful. And I love it. I'm also a Chanel number five girl, like always have been, always will be. And then um, Guerlain, my mom always wore Samsara and I sort of picked it up and it's it's just a classic and I love it. It's my go-to. It's very, I love things that are kind of powdery Uh smelling and really fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's great. Um, Okay. What influenced you to get to your point of view? I think it's, you know, I think as you get older and you get a little bit more experience and like, I think when you're first starting out, so for any young designers out there, like you're trying, like you're trying everything, you're trying to figure things out and like what works and what doesn't. And, and almost getting to the point of being like, I don't know if I can say this, but fuck it. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, like this coming out of me, like that's, that's the best feeling when you're just like, that feels good to me. It just, so that's sort of my point of view. It's just like, feel it. Like, I don't want to, I get trend, but I don't want to follow it. Like, and that's because I'm trying to be, I know I always get this tagline of being rebellious, but it's just like, there's so much room to be creative, you know? So just let it out. Yeah, <laughs> it like comes that. from within. I think it's being authentic. I do too. Yeah. And I think that does come with age. Cause then like, you know, your yeah. mind, you trust your instinct um, you don't care yeah. what people think about you like you did when you were in your twenties and thirties and yeah. Yeah. And you're just like your own person and you've grown into her and yeah. um, you know how to talk to people, you know how to get results. 
Yeah, it's. I used really to think cool about thing. it more from like what someone else was going to see versus what I was seeing and putting out into the world. Yeah. And I think that once that shift happened, I was like, oh, this feels so much better. <laughs> Beautifully said. Yeah. That's know. really a great answer. I love that. Okay. People will always want to know what is your design process? Like, you know, for us, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a second to think it out. We always start from the ground up. So we start with mm -hmm. the most amazing rug. It's the biggest piece of art in the room. And then it kind of sets our palette. We start to throw fabric at the rug. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we kind of understand it. So we're always looking for like the best rugs we can get our hands on. And then we build from yeah. the ground up. That's our process. Um, yeah. After we get to know the people, of course. And architecturally, sure. like set the tone too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would say for me, um, it's very much the architecture. Like I like I like to really make sure that that's all harmonious and working together. So, and I would say I'm a, I'm a total rugaholic too. Like I, I completely get that approach. You're like, when you find a beautiful rug, that was like completely came from my mom too. She was always searching for like the perfect rug for her living room. <laughs> it was oh, just like, cute. she was constantly changing rugs out. It must just have been something that happened in my life. But I think I'm not as specific where it's like, it's a rug to me. It could be a fabric. It could be, I once did a presentation for a client based on all Alexander McQueen dresses and like those informed each room. So like it set the tone in the palette. So I think I like to think about architecture, um, you know, like geographically what's happening, my client. And then I think I go into... Well, I will say for me, I love it when a client, I like to dialogue with my client a lot to get to understand who they are and what they are. And I always say like, you have to pull some references for me. Like, and if they don't have references, I'm like, here's a stack of magazines or look at this thing and pull some images because I want to know what they see. And so for me, it's sort of getting into their head and into what they see and what they gravitate to and how I can take that and turn the volume up or quiet it down a little bit or guide guide that in a certain way. So I think my process fluctuates in a way um, on where I pull that first inspiration from. I love that you're looking everywhere and that you're really interrogating them to find out where that inspiration should come from, you know? Yeah, I do think that's important. That's and true. I feel like, um, yeah, because I, I'm also not a designer who's like, this is my look and like, here's what your living room looks like. And you get one, you get one presentation. Yeah. I'm like, you got to give them a little choice. Like I'm not living there. They need to live in there and, and have a say in it and have a voice in it because people become more invested in the outcome if they have a little bit of a voice in it. So then they become more passionate about it. And, and that makes me feel good as a designer. That's great advice. I like that a lot. Um, favorite piece you've designed. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I love uh, let's see, there was that, the, I'm going to forget the name of it from McGuire. Um, it was like this low slung leather wrapped chair that was, it's just beautiful. I love it. Um, I want to lounge in it at all times. So that was one of my all time favorites. I, I designed a chandelier uh, for Jean de Marie. They had asked like 10 designers. I think it was their 10 year anniversary to design a piece for them. And I designed the chandelier that was like based on this honeycomb idea and it was this beautiful glassy thing and they named it the Kara chandelier. And I, I still kind of love that because it was like a, it was a challenge for me and they were really helpful in how um, 
that design came about. Um, I mean, there's so many things. I know. So yeah, many. it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah. Yeah. We just specified your dining chairs. They remind me of like a kimono in the back, the way that the the weave crosses. Oh, yeah. Are they come in natural or black? And yes. Yeah, we're I putting them in the house in sexy. Dallas. And they're oh, just, nice. Yeah, Thank they're you. so beautiful. They needed a statement chair and he loves all sort of Asian influences. And oh, cool. I felt like yeah. that chair was exactly it. Yeah. I always tease about the, it was the, um, from the collection with Baker and the cane dining chair. And I was like, that thing, when we were designing it, I was like, there's no way that this is going to get produced. Like it was like a little bit out there. It didn't quite like it. I was like, we're going to get into, um, the prototype and it's going to be a total bomb. It ended up being the biggest seller of the whole collection. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, it just came off. It, it was like meant to be, it just wanted to be out in the world. Yes. You know? So it, it was a good almost. one. I love yeah. That. It designed itself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like so cool. We out did that night. same. We also designed product and we have a, a cocktail table called the Luca. And oh, pretty. I almost pulled it so many times after the drawing. And then I was like, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to feel right. I They're not going to get yeah. the finish right. I don't know. They'll get the detail right. I think it'll be too perfect. We went to like hand carved and yeah. a million times I almost pulled it. And then I was like, whatever, we got to just see what the factory will do. Came back bestseller by a mile bestseller. It inspired it's a dining table, a side table, a column, like it's just, it's like so the biggest good. family we make is the Luca family now. So I agree. I feel like you don't cut it. You got to wait and see. Yeah. Cause yeah. you know, you've got these artisans that are making it off of your drawings and you know, your dimensions and everything else. And you're like, please bless it works. And sometimes it Oh does my it, God. Yeah. 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 There was one piece that we designed does. for Baker and it was like, we wanted, it was a stone top and we wanted it to feel like a pebble, you know, like that had been like washed up and the edges were all soft. And so our drawing that we sent was just like sort of squiggly lines. It had, it came back literally cut as like squiggly oh, no. lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, it's like just talking about the interpretation of an artisan, like you're drawing to an artisan. It's like, sometimes it's like right on point, And then sometimes it goes so haywire. You're like, yeah. Oh, I totally see how you would have interpreted it that way. But totally. that wasn't what I meant. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes there's a language barrier too, where you yes. don't speak their language and yeah, yes, totally. Definitely. Uh, okay. So, um, people want to know what does your home feel like and what are the most, what are the important steps to curate your style? It's interesting. I feel like my home, um, the feedback I get on my, on my place is that it's very warm and it's people like being there. Like it's, I like the process of design to sort of be perfect like nothing's perfect but like the way I live there's nothing perfect about it like my dogs get up on my sofa um my kitchen is like the kitchen table's in the middle of the kitchen so you're kind of cooking around the table and it's like you know it's it's more dynamic it's like more casual um but everything in there is very thoughtful like my home is very collected um, I think that's really important. And sometimes it's hard when we're working with our clients and there's like a finish line to a project, you know, and like, so you have to get everything done. But when you have the opportunity to collect over time and let things kind of filter in the way that they're supposed to, I think that really makes for a beautiful interior. I, I tease like the rug that's in my living room. I think I must've tried like 
literally probably like 40 rugs in there. It was like, it took forever to find it, but once it did, it all clicked, you know? Uh So, but I like, I like, uh, homes that feel relaxed, like different ways to have dialogues with people, like a loose seating grouping. So you can like sit and chat, you know, with one person one way and you can turn and start chatting with someone the other way. Like Mm -hmm. just feeling really dynamic in this space and art. I think art is critical. And I have, um, I have a dear friend who is an art consultant who has helped me with my, um, with my collecting over the years. And I think that that's really key too, is to make sure that you've got things in there that fill your walls and, you know, speak to you or speak about you, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. Okay. As you, we look through like even coffee table books, most of the ones that like we crush on the most are when they're highlighting designers or artists homes and they're all like that. They're great collections, you know? And so Honestly, most people, when they come to us, they don't have any collection. So I think that that's honestly like the best feedback we can give them, right? Yeah, so just so figure true. out what you're passionate about and start collecting that thing. And that yeah. will drive so much of what your identity yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And it can evolve over time. It should evolve over time. You Absolutely. know, like even when kind of set, even when you get done with a pro- done, I should say, like in quotes with a project you got to go back again. You know, you're like, okay, we're gonna, like everybody needs to take a break. Break. Let's get this all installed. We're going to come back. There's going to be another layer, you know, like, so it, it's that layering that I think um, makes what you're talking about. Those artists and designers homes feel, um, feel very special, you know, and that has to happen. Yeah. And complete authenticity, yeah. which is, I think something that's void when people are doing their homes because they're just so influenced by their neighbor or their sister or their mother and they forget who they are, you know? Also, I think some people like it's not in their makeup, genetic makeup. So it's hard for them, you know? So it's like, who are they like, you know, or who I am? I, how do I express that? And so it's not something that comes naturally to them. So relying on someone else to do that, it's harder to fill those layers in. So um, I've learned out throughout the years being a designer, like, we sort of set that cue that up at the at the beginning of a project where we're like, you know, here's the big push. Then there's an accessories layer. Then there's a housewares layer. Like just so that they know that there's like all these different layers that go into art, you know, that make um, a home feel feel complete. Yeah, so definitely, I love what yeah. you said about your seating and the different angles because. I feel like in the beginning, when we were first starting design, it was like, make one big, beautiful, great room with a huge seating area. And then the more parties you go to, you realize that it's not one big, large conversation. It's all these little intimate conversations. Yeah. There's, there's seven ups. conversations yeah. going on in one room. And so yeah. really you don't want one huge seating area. You want a pair of chairs together that could turn and you know, right totally. now, motion, I think is one of the largest um, categories that's performing really well for a lot of the upholstery lines. And so chairs that swivel or a small enough yeah. chair that you can pick up and, you know, twist to the other side. And um, yeah, it's a ton of conversations. And I think if you yeah. make the room look that way, it feels more organic and more acquired mm-hmm. and more possible to accommodate, you know, yeah, the way that this house you know is going to buzz. Yeah. Yeah. And you can move furniture around, Yeah, you know, like I love, like, Mm -hmm. like you can like move it around. And so like to have that opportunity, I like that you said that, like you pick up a chair and you turn it and like Uh do that, like make it like feel comfortable, you know, like I think that's the thing sometimes that gets lost is like 
I, at least for me, like I just want to feel comfortable and warm and cozy and, you know, but there's like a richness of, of life yeah. in a house. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes even the space planning of a room, when we're doing that, we just look at it and we're like, it looks like the room is having a conversation by itself. You can see the different <laughs> yeah, characters play out and you can hear the party in your head. And yeah, yeah that's I love great. I love that. Rooms. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Okay. We feel bad. We're taking up so much of your time. I'm going to oh, ask no, you fine. one more question. Yes. This is a question we ask all of our guests that come on the podcast. And it is, how do you care a man define luxury? Mm, it's such a tough one. It's sort of like, I don't know. I think maybe we just touched on it. It's like, it's like a good party. You know, it's like feeling like jovial, feeling good, feeling happy, feeling rich from within, you know, like um, luxury doesn't need to be expensive. Luxury can be about an experience or like, um, you know, so just to me, luxury in terms of interiors should be the comfort, like the warmth and the comfort that, that home should provide. It's like a safe haven. It's a place that you can go be yourself and relax and be with your family and have your friends over, you know? So to me, that is luxury. Mm. Um, and not feeling so precious, just living life. I love that. That's great. <laughs> oh, you're the best. Oh, good. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> talk for another hour. I know. I know. I'm so like, fun. what Honestly. else do we talk about, girl? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Thank you for spending this time with us. You're Thank such you. an inspiration to all. And um, those of you that want to check um, Kara Mann's workout, again, go to at Kara Mann Design. She's K-A-R-A-M-A-N-N Design. And she also has an extraordinary line through at Baker Furniture and at This Is McGuire. Um, both really extraordinary showrooms that are to the trade, but you can go to their Instagrams and just drool over all of her work. So thanks again, Kara. Yes. Definitely go to Kept. Thanks oh, yeah. again, Kara, for joining us. If you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about, just email them to dearalice at alicelanehome.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 